Family first to me, and that's like charity meetings at home. To home is here at HMH. Right. Yeah, but right. we as team members need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Check it out. It's time to check in with Patria and their guest, Regina Foley. Here are your hosts, Patrice Ventura and Tria Debert. We are so excited to welcome Regina Foley today to our Check In with Patria podcast. And Regina and Tria and myself have been working together pretty close to 18 years. Crazy. And we've seen Regina in nursing leadership roles, um, running hospitals, a few, and um, in a few different network positions. So we are so excited that you're here today to share some of your best practices. And in particular, I know that we're going to be focusing our podcast today on huddles and having healthy huddles and also huddles that are focused on the human element. So would love to hear a little bit more about your best practice related to huddles. Okay, great. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 18 Let's years. have fun, Regina. I'm like 18 years. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We've been it's a here long, a long time. time. Right. Wouldn't be any other place, though, honestly. Um, so as the kind of to open it up in with huddles, I'm going to say pre-post-pandemic, or intra and then post-pandemic, we had to find a way, better way of communicating or how could you stay connected. So uh, the team that really I have the gift of working uh, with is we've done huddling. I would say, you know, the, the hybrid, keeping it human, um, but also keeping, making sure that the, the work still continues, but there's such a human touch to it mm-hmm. because you're not seeing one another day to day. And there are so many things and milestones and things, good and good and maybe un, un, not great things that happen with our team members. And that's how we stay connected because we don't have the benefit of seeing one another in person, kind of in the flesh uh, day to day. So I really relied on huddling um, very, like, a lot. Our team does get together physically, but the huddling piece, it's to keep it healthy and keeping it real. I think that's been a way that the team has really been able to, take, to stay connected to what really the mission is, you know, of whatever the, our projects are or whatever it is that we're doing. Mm. Do you know what's interesting? Um, your standout roles, I believe, are a connector and an equalizer. And you started off by saying, you know, it connects us. The huddles are an, a way to connect us, especially many of our network teams have that hybrid work. Um, but then you also have that equalizer Piece and I feel that helps to bring that human element in because you want people to be heard. What are some of the things that you talk about in your huddle and um, share in your huddle? Yeah, um, so we do them a couple of times a week to start with, so it's not just a one and done. Mm -hmm. It's and it's very kind of raw and emotional, not not emotional in in a in a crying anger way. It's more that there's the human piece of it. As I mentioned, milestones. Has somebody anticipating getting married? Does somebody have a baby? The baby was sick. How is what's happening with that baby? Because if that baby's sick, what's happening with that team member? That affects all of us. So we may not be with one another. So in those those, I would say the check-ins, we deal with kind of the family, personal stuff that the team wants to bring up. I mean, it's we're not necessarily a well-oiled machine, but it's very comfortable for team members 
to talk about what's happening. We have somebody, we have a team member right now who's dealing with an, a mom, an older adult who's dealing with, you know, an, an end of life illness. That's affecting everyone because we feel em empathetic towards the team yep. member and we know it's going to mm -hmm. be emotional for him. So those those huddles, we don't just kind of break into it and get, get right to it. It's more, hey, how's it going? As if we were to huddle with one another, we our office, our, our team has to work at, uh, meet at 343 Thornhill. So we're together. When we're together, we would be talking similar to this. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? How's your son doing? How do you do with that? You know, whatever it is he was doing, you know, last week that we had talked about. So we keep up to date. So those, um, I would say the, the family, kind of the family um, or what's important to the team member, we certainly put on the table first because that's what's driving everybody. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're distracted or there's issues at home, that's going to be, that's not going to cause you to bring your best to work. We want to, I want to make sure I know about those. Certainly I'm a nurse for God's sake. I want to make sure I, I know if there's any struggles mm -hmm. that they're having. So we deal with those family um, or important things that are happening with the team members first. And then it, it organically migrates. It's not like, oh, 10 minutes to talk about this. And then after that's done, or we, you know, we kind of sunset that, then we move to what, uh, what needs to be escalated or challenges that you're having at work. Because they are remote and maybe they not see a senior leader or an executive, what is it that either I need to know about or what is it, what is, is there a deadline that's going to be missed or a project plan that is going to be, is being derailed? Uh, so that the team is aware of it. And mm -hmm. the projects that our team members are working on are so enabling of one another. Mm. So a project manager may have one topic or one project, but it's affecting two or three other project managers, but just by virtue of the work. So we make sure that we escalate uh, those issues uh, that, you know, that's the kind of the, the kind of almost like the meat and potatoes of the huddle. Uh, and then the final is to wrap it up because I'm going to say that maybe we, we may not meet as a team for two days. So what's happening in two days that we need to, by the time we talk now and what's happening when we see one another, is there any vulnerability? Is there a milestone that we're going to miss? Mm -hmm. Is there something that we need to catch or that I should anticipate is going to happen that's going to come up in a meeting? Mm -hmm. uh, they're meant to be, it's only, th it's only 30 minutes. It's a 30-minute touch point. It used to meet, by, based on the team members' availability, we were meeting at 7, 7.30 in the morning. Then it went to 7.30. It's been 9, depending on the, at the time of day that I go with whenever the time is available for the team. And then I do my best interest to be able to get there. And uh, obviously 95% of the time, 98, I'm there because you just, priority is a priority for the, for the team. So yeah. it's really family first to me. And that's, mm -hmm. that translates into how we are, right? How we are here in HMH. Absolutely. Family is first. So we get through kind of those family issues. And there have been titles that we never got to the meat and potatoes of the issues that need to be escalated because somebody's dealing with a really serious issue yeah. right. or a challenge right. that they're having. Right. And that's, to me, our, our primary focus is about the health and the welfare of the team. Right. And then we kind of, it's almost like the work comes after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I think when we hit the pandemic, the thing that I would hear from people is I miss the water cooler talks. Yeah, I miss yeah. the hallway conversations. Mm -hmm. right. And so, you know, even our team, we, we start our week off with a, like a personal huddle every mm -hmm. Monday morning and we end our week with a celebrating wins. What did, what were your wins this week? Right. I think that is so, so yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and good for you as a leader, making sure that you're hearing, you're seeing your team for the whole person, for yeah. oh. who they who they are in totality, as opposed sure. to just the work they're doing. That's the key. Yeah. Well, the other is I'm not seeing them physically, yep. right? I, I, so, and I, sometimes facial expressions, I could tell you when that team member right. is dealing with this family issue, I quieter, 
not as quick to say these are my issues, you know, was kind of almost like reserve. Yep. And I'd say, hey, what's happening? You know, and if I knew they weren't comfortable, I certainly wouldn't call it out. Uh, but then I did a follow-up text or, you know, communicator. They're doing it, you know, proactively with me. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. dealing with a real challenging situation. Again, family first to me. And that's like charity me is at home. To home is here at HMH. Right. Yeah, but right. we as team members need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. So that's never, and even in the in middle, I would say, in the thick of the pandemic, it was about the health of the family, you know, right. health mm-hmm. and who was dealing with, had family members living with one another, vulnerabilities, vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I felt like it was almost like I would say, okay, this is the PSA, this is the PSA for the day, whether it be uh, how, what, what we're using for PPE, the importance of it, masking in our hospitals when you're going in for a meeting, uh, vaccines and all the, all the, everything associated with vaccines because I was involved with that. So um, that, I feel like that almost came, we actually got closer there mm-hmm. because they were talking about the family challenges that they were having yeah. associated with the pandemic. Right. Right. And I thought us as healthcare leaders, hey, we want to know about it, but can we do anything about it? Right. Yeah. So that was also, right. I think, another, that was another, another piece that really, that created this really solid team. So if you fast forward 20 years from now and you're thinking back on that time and that leadership experience, what would be the one word or one feeling that you'll remember from that? Uh, Certainly pride. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think where our role, even within New Jersey, Mm -hmm. you know, it could make me emotional. Even the Department of Health or the commissioner reaching out, listen, we need a partner in the north mm-hmm. and, and help us out. You know, we, we're going to do this throughout New Jersey. What do you think about that? Asking our opinion mm. to say, I think it's a great idea. As I say it, I'm like, okay, how are we going to make it happen? Right, right. But yeah. that's what we do for a living, right? We just, right. we figure it out and we, we are solutions, right? There are problems and then we come up with solutions. So I think the one would be pride in our ability to show up like show up, mm-hmm. do the right thing on behalf of our patients uh, and our team members, as well as be a resource for our Department of Health and our Commissioner of Health looking to us, HMH, mm-hmm. to, uh, as a reality checker. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's so interesting because I'm hearing so much about care, mm. how much you care for the team and how much you care for the community. And I think from that, naturally, people want to, to be part of it. They want to follow they want to apply teamwork and from you showing the care that you had for this huge endeavor you were able to do it so successfully seven days a week long hours um, so much great work was done but it was because of who you are Mm. as a person and, and working and creating those connections with people well I appreciate I mean I appreciate the comments I I I again um, I'm, I'm very raw and authentic. I, I want the best for your families today yeah. and our right. team members today. If there's an issue, I'd want to know about it so that we could resolve it. And that's not a hard ask for the team members because all those sites, we were, we were vaccinated at 36 locations, one of them being the Meadowlands, you know, all of our hospitals right, and our right. primary care practices and our pediatric practices. Everybody was like, Regina, what do we need to do? Because it was such... Um, People were really sick. And mm-hmm. we, again, I, I look at it as it's a medication of hope of what we can do to kind of get ourselves out of this thing. And we, we you know, as our team members do, they just rise to the occasion. And uh, we have amazing leadership. And I, I think it does help that the leaders know 
uh, like if I need their help, I'm going to be there right with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, they're not on a call yes. Saturday or Sunday without me. Right. They're not doing right. something. I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that I wasn't literally going to mm-hmm. be able to do or support in some way. So I guess where I went back to, you know, if this, if we're lead, if leaders were listening to this, you, they're going to know if the team members know when your heart's not in it, mm-hmm. you know, if it's uncomfortable and it's just not natural and that translation of you're not caring isn't, isn't coming through, they're going to smell it out and it's almost like game over. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say to, to leaders, do what, do what you would do for your family. Mm-hmm. And if that's too hard and heavy, you know, I, you know, you're in healthcare for a reason, right? You know, do that self-awareness mm-hmm. thing and yeah. see what's what's your purpose. I think that's the 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 word right there, Regina, that comes to mind. So, having known you as a nurse leader, having known mm-hmm. you as an operational leader, having known you as an executive leader, I think the one thing that threads through all of that is you're driven by purpose, and it mm-hmm. shows and it mm-hmm. comes through. Yeah. And so, um, we could talk to you all day. <laughs> we could. We could. Um, but we're going to move into a heartbeat round right now. We do this with, we, we feel like we know you already, but we probably don't know the answers to these questions. Oh, my gosh. I'm nervous. Are now. you ready? This will be fun. Um, but, yeah, these are already. quick, fast. Just, you know, I mean, you shared so much of your heart today, but okay. I think a little more. Okay. All right. So here There's we go. There's no wrong answer, right? No wrong answer. There is no wrong answer. <laughs> So, and we'll get some tips from you as well. So with the first one, we will all get a tip from Regina Foley. All right, Regina, what is your favorite restaurant? Hmm. Uh, I really like, uh, I live in Point Pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I live a little south of uh, here in Edison. Uh, I would say um, I like Teresa South. It's a BYOB. It's in Bayhead. Okay. Uh, Duomichi's in Brielle. That's really good. Charlie's is a fan favorite if you can ever get in there. It's a, it's a great restaurant in Bayhead. Uh, those are three. And there's this tiny little, like, luncheonette in Point Pleasant called Pixie's. It's a breakfast oh. lunch place. Pixie's, it's right in a marina. It's tiny, about 10 tables. Uh, try and like to go maybe there with my husband on a weekend or with our friends. We have friends a couple doors down. Try and go there on a weekend, like a Saturday or Sunday morning. That sounds so nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So this question, I feel like I know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it. Are you a beach or a city person? Oh, my gosh. So um, I was literally born in New York City, but I can tell you, living, I'm a beach person. Yeah. Love, love sand in the toes. Although the sun doesn't like me. I love this. I love the sun. Same. <laughs> I just have to keep reapplying everything that the dermatologist says. Uh, but I, I definitely love the sand. Yeah. Awesome. Beach. All right. And speaking of the sand and the beach, and you yeah. may bring either a favorite leadership book or a favorite book. Hmm. Um, does anything come to mind? Uh, let's see. Leadership book. One is, I'm dating myself. One is, and I, uh, I, I'll come up with two. One, there are the, Colin Powell had written a book. Hmm. Uh, I was in my doctoral program at the time, and I wound up ultimately meeting him. Oh, wow. And it was like his 10 10 kind of strategies of leadership. In my 20-minute conversation with him, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's like five. That's eight. (laughs) That's nine. That's amazing. He's even speaking to it. So there there was – and it wasn't that, you know, militaristic and general. It was, to me, very logical. It's Mm -hmm. just that it was, you know, on paper, uh, so to speak. Uh, And then uh, uh, who's another, I guess? I just think of one that's a little boring. Ruth Bader Ginsburg had um, written, uh, it was a white paper mm-hmm. on, it wasn't necessarily leadership, it was about, um, it was really about doing the right thing 
and she was to me a head of diversity, equity, and inclusion before, before it meant to be. And Absolutely. that was something that was very, that was another kind of white paper that was impactful to me because it was about the community. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about leadership. It was about every everything in the community, and how there's how there's equitable distribution and to make sure that you kind of stay true to yourself, mm-hmm. but know that every every soul is different. Mm-hmm. So those oh, are two. Those are that. two individuals that I really admire, respect, um, that I, it's almost like I'd read anything that they had had out there. Thank you. So what's your favorite just for fun book or just for fun show when you find the time to Yeah, relax? just for fun. You know, mindless, my husband here would laugh at me. HGTV has a couple of, um, like home <laughs> renovation, yep. makeover thing. Not that I'm necessarily doing it, but I'm always amazed at what they do with the space, oh, yeah. depending on. So that's kind of fun. Um, and then the other, I don't know if you asked it. I, you know, I'm a, I like music. I, oh yeah, you know, like to hear, listen to music, and different things. So um, it would be an HGTV thing, or it may just be putting earbuds in and listening to um, what's on my what's on my music list. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. If you can meet any leader in history, who would it be? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll put I'll put Ruth Bader on there. Yeah, I just find her to. I mean, I was interviewed for something. I mean, I'll put I'll I'll put um, Abraham Lincoln on there. I think what he did in the the middle of the 18th or you know in the middle of the 1800s for civil rights. I think we have a lesson to learn today. Mm-hmm. That he's somebody I'd like to pick his brain today, based on today the challenges that we're having in our country. He would be somebody that I definitely would want to. Uh, would want to listen to to get his read on it. Um, probably those two come to mind. Very good. Thank you. So if you're thinking about the last week or so, who mm. or what filled your cup? Uh, I would say in the last week or so, the um, I think what is happening at the bedside and our team members, nurses, techs that are caring for patients in our facilities, it's moved from COVID to pre-COVID, but the, the acuity in our hospitals are, is very, very high. Mm. Um, it's not, you know, we used to call them social admissions. Mm-hmm. don't have those. You know, they're, 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 they're sickest of the sick. So what's filling my cup is the empathy, compassion, and the skill of our team members, nurses and technicians that are literally, literally rendering care to patients uh, at the hospitals. That's it, it, and it's it's filling my cup. It filled it last week. I can. T- it's only Monday, but it's going to fill it this week because I can. I get a. I, mean, I have a sense of what's happening from an intensity of care at our mm-hmm. hospitals, and mm-hmm. I, I'm just in awe and uh, an amazement of, uh, again, the skill, the talent, and the empathy that our team members have with our patients. That's awesome. It is remarkable. Yeah. What a great way to end yes. our conversation. Yes. Oh, um, we so so appreciate you joining us yeah. today, spending time. Love talking to you all the time. Yes, we do. We do. And to be honest, you know, when I think about the last few minutes, um, and we've known you for a long time, and it's it's always a pleasure connecting with you and talking with you and seeing where your career has taken you. And I would say the one thing that you really bring to the table among many things, so many things, is really being authentic because you have the ability to connect with people um, across the board, frontline, through to executive, our board members, our patients and our community members, and 
It is a gift that you have. And when we watch you, we learn from you. And we're so glad that you came on today so that you could share your story, some of your story with us and with our listeners. So thank you. Yeah, happy to be asked. And uh, I love I love the place. You know, it's, again, it's in my bones. So happy to, any leader needs any, um, not that I'm some kind of guru with it. I, I just sometimes people need other others to hear or listen to their experience. I feel like the world has my cell phone. <laughs> feel free to, you know, give it to anyone who's listening today. And uh, I'm here to help and, and just want us to continue to do great things, certainly for our patients here in New Jersey. Thank you, Regina. Yeah. Thanks for checking in with us. Yes. Anytime. Thank you. Yep.